On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Climbers, there are 2016 spins every week on any given radio station playlist in any given market. And you think about exposure. You're worried about getting exposure. How do I get exposed? If it was just about exposure, record labels would spend 2016 different songs every week. Case closed. Why don't they? Because what you really want is market penetration. And that's what we're going to get into today. And I'm really going to blow your mind with some of this stuff. And, and, and we're going to challenge some of the confirmation bias that you have about certain ways of promoting your music. Welcome to the club. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business because you're going to need to prove that your art has value and that people care about your art. It's not about how talented you are anymore. You got to prove it. You got to bring the business as a songwriter. You got to bring the business as an artist. And then everybody that you want to work with is going to come out of the woodwork and meet you halfway. Once you do that, that's the new music business. That's why we created this podcast, CLIMB, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That's a Baxter name from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. He's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Got, got a song written on a Grammy-nominated record, a Dove Award winner. Got a couple number ones last year in Southern Gospel. I mean, you talk about if it's military, they call that fruit salad on your chest with all the medals, right? It's awesome. <laughs> but what, what I love about what I love about my boy Brent here is that he helps artists like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then on the regular, he gets you an opportunity to actually meet and create relationships with the pros. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Yeah, that sounds complicated, but thankfully, Johnny knows all the big words and what they mean. So if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's up? Hey, man, I'm excited to get into this one. It sounds interesting. Uh, I know you're fired up about it, so I'm just... I've had an epiphany, and it's also one of my favorite subjects, penetration. You know, I thought about that when I saw the title, and I thought, I'm not going to make that joke. Um, <laughs> that's a joke for me to make. Not that is a, that is a Johnny joke. That is Johnny's side of the road. <laughs> of course. It's also because I have my 12 year old son, uh, sitting across my office from me doing, doing puzzles. Cause it's an, it's word a, kind of trench is not a bad word, Brent. It's not just, a bad word. But once I knew he was going to be in here, cause Emily sent him out here for a change of scenery. I said, yeah, I'm just going to put Johnny on headphones. <laughs> so the whole better. office yeah, doesn't hear his half of the conversation. I said, okay, you honey, but about this kind of life just yet. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> God bless you, Quill. Keep on putting that animal puzzle together. Polar bears. 
So, hey, man, I've had a huge, huge epiphany. You know, I'm always trying to communicate to to artists, to uh, labels, <clears throat> to management companies, effectively trying to communicate what's broken and what they need to do to change and to adapt, mm-hmm. right? That's what that's what Daredevil's all about. We've been this is nothing new. But I I found like a missing link in in my communication strategy here. Yeah. Um through a series of events that have happened in the last couple of weeks and I'm kind of really fired up about it because and 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 I want I straight up want y'all's comments about this. Like if if this all of a sudden if if you connected a couple more dots on this and this makes more sense to you, please let me know because I feel really good about this one i feel mm-hmm. really really good so uh yeah we're going to talk about what you you know how it used to work what broke and what isn't but what was we have attached certain metrics to, it's all about market penetration is really what mm-hmm. it is chart position used to mean market penetration yeah but now it doesn't and and so we're going to really go down that road and sort of separate the emotion from the event and screw up your confirmation bias about some things okay cool. so about pr about radio about a lot of things but first let's take care of some business we, we uh want you to join the climb community y'all it's in facebook facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the climb community and this is a thriving group of singers, songwriters, indie artists, indie musicians like you coming together and everybody's helping everybody else. People who love people are awesome people. How's that lyric go? Are the most wonderful people. <laughs> yeah. uh, are the luckiest. I don't know. Something, um, yeah. But I mean, you know, we're getting co-writes are getting connected here. People are getting marketing ideas and help and support. And uh, we want you to be a part of it. You got to ask to be let in. We let everybody in. You got to be good boys and girls. We want to hear about your gigs. We want to hear about your wins. We want to hear your new song. You just got to put it in the right place to be good boys and girls. If you put it on the feed, that's bad boys and girls. Okay. So just Mm -hmm. it's a simple rule. Just put it in the right place and watch what happens. You're going to get a lot of support. That's right. Uh, put it in the wrong place and, and you're going to get very politely uh, spoken to. That's right. And then uh, do it too many times and you start to feel like you're spam. And then uh, we will show you the door. Sadly, but it happens. Sadly. But not very much. Oh. Not very much. It's a good community. Let's talk about so, the wins. That's right. So every Wednesday, we post the New Heights segment. It is a chance uh, where we, uh, for you to share your wins. We encourage you. This is where we want you to say, hey, I have a song that you know just released. I'm excited about it or whatever it is. And so uh, also... Uh, we may, you know, feature you on the podcast and give you a shout out right here. We don't, we can't get to all of them because there are too many wins, which is awesome. Love but, it. I love that. Yes. So this one, and just her name is a win. June Bianca Lana, I think is maybe Hell how you say yeah. it. Bianca Lana. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's how I like to say it. And I think that name is a win. But June, uh, Climber said, got a co-write with an excellent, or a co-write got an excellent review in a songwriting workshop with the prestigious songwriter. So uh, congrats, June Bianca Lana. Love it. That's a rock star name. Yep. I like it. I like it. Oh, let's see here. Johnny Matt Music said, I sent some songs out for sync placement. So taking action, taking a swing. So I dig that. Good man. And, yep. yep. Gary Campbell says, songwriting deal, two record deals, four number one songs as an independent artist appeared in seven CMT magazines. I'm assuming that's not all this week. 
so Gary, I am intrigued. You have my attention. I'm curious to find out more. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, congrats to all y'all. And it's just fun seeing the conversations that this starts. So all y'all just keep on climbing. Dig it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Now make sure you subscribe or, uh, or follow the podcast, depending on what platform you're on. Leave a rating and review on iTunes. We, we're, we, we want to keep increasing those. And best of all, tell a friend about it. You know, you're spending this time with us. We take this very seriously. We don't mm-hmm. take it for granted. Um, we are you know, trying to change people's minds here. We're trying to educate people, help you out. We want you to win. That's why this podcast exists. And if you're feeling that love and that's working for you, then spread it around, right? That's right. Not so hard. All right, so let's get into this here. Yes. So market penetration. Yeah, you know, so I had a conversation. There's a couple things that have happened lately that uh, have blown my mind. Had a conversation with a huge producer who's become a friend now. We're trying to work to figure out ways to work together. They're feeling enough pain from the old way yeah. of doing things and trying to do, do something different, right? When your, results, when your results dwindle, call up Dwindle. Hey, huh? Or there you go. Dwindle, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this, the conversation, the, 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 the question that sort of sparked this was, and this is a, like a, another artist that I'm working with and, Another artist, and, and these are like brand name, like you know these people, right? Or you've heard of their brand names mm-hmm. before, I can tell you that. And this producer done some major stuff, right? Like you know the stuff that he worked on. And he asked me an honest question, and I get this question a lot from people because it's it's the devil you don't know versus the devil you know, mm-hmm. right? So like, well, if we go and spend, you know, five grand on digital marketing, like, uh, you know, how do we get our money back? How's it work? Yeah, how do we get five grand plus one penny back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, this just came out of me. Like I'm just because I'm. I guess I'm a little sort of sick of fielding the question too. Because <laughs> and nothing against this person, honestly. Like this is an like I know where they're coming from, and I and I just said, you know, honestly, man, like the last single that your one of your artists release, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, how did that work? And yeah. how did you get your money back exactly? Because it's yeah, and there it was like a, money. Yeah, and there was yeah. a record scratch in the room, right? Yeah. It's total sounds like, oh shit. You know? <laughs> and and he just like, it didn't. And I was like, okay, let's start there. Yeah. Because confirmation bias, the devil we don't, we we like to keep doing that. But or the devil we know, we like to keep doing that, right? Because mm-hmm. it's comfortable. Yeah. And and they released a radio, they released a terrestrial radio. So then I have, I'm having another conversation with a label buddy of mine that's, that's starting up. And one of the, like their A&R guy was over at Black River, mm-hmm. right? It's a very, very, very well-funded indie label and a, a really good organization. Their number one artist right now, Kelsey Ballerini. Yeah. No slash. Just, she's doing well. Yeah. You know, she's doing well. And they just came off a number one with Kelsey. So -hmm. this is P one radio. Number one. Okay. Primary market radio. Number one. They spent a million dollars. That's a lot of money. The feedback was it didn't work. Meaning it didn't translate into money for the label. Yeah. Okay. Or, or, uh, you know, I wasn't there in the room, 
Mm-hmm. So this is a third party thing, but I mean, we were both just kind of like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Or, or it ain't working like it used to work. Right. Yeah. And really for labels, the getting, getting songs on the radio. I mean, that's just all marketing, go buy the record or pay to download or something so we can make money off of it. I mean, it's all, they spend a million dollars to try and make it back through other sources. It's a commercial. It's marketing. Exactly. The stuff that does make them money. Getting spins does not make the label money. Getting spins costs the label money unless the label also has publishing, in which case they get some money back on that. Right. And a lot of them do, but historically they didn't. That's not the way the business model was built. Mm -hmm. So how did it work? Really? And still, if you're spending a million bucks to get a number one and you have all the publishing, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I think we could break even. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe break even. So still, that's not a good deal. Well, uh, you know what? Hold on. Actually, no. Like 20 years (laughs) ago, yes, because a number one meant way more spins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now a a number one is way less spins because they go up so fast and they come down. down. That's true. True. Yeah. And and some of you right now are thinking, oh, well, you know, the number ones are BS anyway, Johnny, because you talked about the Bobby Bones, Kerfuffle and all that. They're still top tens, man. Yeah. They're, They're... they're still top tens. And, and the number one thing, it, it, my point being this, the confirmation bias is the chart position. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why did it used to work? What was it? And the answer is market penetration. Nurse, all those spins got that song in front of a whole lot of people a whole lot of times. Yeah. It for a long it into time. a whole lot of heads for a long time. Over and over and over for months mm-hmm. on end. Mm-hmm. Okay? Market penetration. What you really want, whether you go to radio or to digital, is market penetration. Mm-hmm. And market penetration is what's broken. Why aren't there new artists? No market penetration. How is it that when we talked about the top selling tours of 2017, okay, the top 10 grossing tours of 2017, seven of the artists are over the age of 55 and have been on the radio for 30 years. Yeah. Where are the new artists? And if you look 30 years ago, top 10 grossing tours in 1987, you have an artist like Whitney Houston who gets into that prestigious top 10 grossing tours on her second release. Wow. How is that? And Madonna was there on her third release. Who's that girl tour? Bon Jovi was there on his third release, Slippery When Wet. Molly Crew was there on their third release, right? How did that work? There, there are so many new young artists. So it's market penetration is the problem. And I think like if we look at it through this lens, which is just a fact, mm-hmm. okay, then you start to all of a sudden you start to separate the emotion from the event and you start to look at the old sort of benchmarks or mm-hmm. metrics that we used that that used to be synonymous with market with with success and market penetration and success came from market penetration yeah right so a number one meant you're going to sell tickets you're going to move records you're going to 
boom, 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 boom. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like to the extent that, I mean, just to, just to give you an idea how dependable this metric was, I'll give you an example. This just popped into my head when white snake went out on the big white snake tour, right? That was the big, that big album that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, John Sykes had split with, with David Coverdale. That's the here I go again on that record. That album sold 20 million records. They were out on tour. I saw that tour friggin' amazing. Right. But everybody, you know, Tommy Aldridge was on drums. Uh, Rudy Sarzo was on the bass guitar. Adrian Vandenberg was on, uh, was playing guitar. Uh, Vivian Campbell was on the other guitar and you got David Coverdale. Right. And David Coverdale was white snake. Mm-hmm. Right. Those yeah. guys were getting paid 1500 bucks a month or hmm. I'm sorry, a week, 1500 bucks a week on that tour. Yeah. Right. And so the, the, so that tour cost Coverdale 90,000 bucks a week. Woo. Okay. Okay. But then here I go again, when here I go again, goes to number one. And it was up there for like, I don't know, 14 weeks or something. It was there for like a long, Huge. long time. Yeah. So now the deals change because of the number one, because of the market penetration, mm-hmm. the deals, because they know it's going to translate into ticket sales. The deals change with the promoters. So where all of a sudden he's grossing $2.4 million a week Whew. on a tour, it's costing him 90 grand. Okay, I'll take those numbers. Pocketing the rest. Yeah. Right? And now, the I, I promise you, before that song went to number one, there's still, because of the draw of White Snake and all that, they're, they're still making a, a hand, he's still making a handsome profit on that. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I wish I knew the metric, like where it was before that, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it was like, maybe it was like 900,000 to a million dollars a week that he's normally making. But when that song goes to number one, he can change the guarantee with the promoter. Yeah. Cause Why? a number one looks really good on the flyer, right? Well, it, well it's, it's just social proof and they you know, are, it hit that many people. No, because the, the promoter doesn't give a crap about that. They're going to sell more tickets. Yeah. So the promoter is is basically paying a flat rate for the band, going to give them a guarantee, mm-hmm. and is taking care of the venue and all that, and whatever they make above and beyond on ticket sales, uh, the profit is theirs to keep, right? Yeah. So so the game changes, man. When we go to number one, we're going to renegotiate this on this tour. Yeah. You know, now that now the game that, that that's in the contracts, right? So now you're going to have to give us a little bit more because there's going to be more butts and seats, mm-hmm. a significant mm-hmm. amount. This is measurable. Yeah. And be- why? Because they have more market penetration. Cool. And market penetration was attached to, in this case, a number one. Yeah. Leverage. That's leverage, right? Because yeah. it does mean money. That's how it worked. Because that Here I Go Again was played in heavy rotation, which is 70 spins a week in a 12 to 15 hour period per day. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about every hour to every 90 minutes. Yeah. Depending on how you want to factor that. You're like, Here I Go Again. Right. For months oh, yeah. and months mm-hmm. and months and months. Randy Barber, who's a friend of the show and uh, associate of mine also one of the best like secondary market music row radio promoters 
back in the day. Like he came up in radio. He, mm. he took Dylan Scott out on radio tour. He used to work for Curb Records, you know? Yeah. Randy's pedigree is, is, is second to none. Okay. He shows me a report, a secondary radio report from an artist, a single that came out that he promoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is like legit. Went to number 23 on the music road chart. So the music road chart, for those of you who aren't familiar with country music, is secondary market charts, right? So this mm-hmm. isn't Nashville, which is P1 radio. Yeah. This is Bowling Green, right? Yeah. Just to give you like a, a good idea of how this works, Bowling Green is just barely within the, the, the you can still hear Nashville P1 radio from Bowling Green. Yeah. Depending on what part of Bowling Green you're on, right? So a lot of these secondary markets like that are within the broadcast range of a primary market radio station. So they have a slightly different product, right? Mm -hmm. If they play exactly the same playlist as the primary market radio station, why would anybody listen? I'll just go listen to Bobby Bones out of Nashville instead of listening to whoever at Bowling Green, right? So they're going to have a lot of the same big, big, big artists mm-hmm. that are major label artists, but we're going to pepper in some indie artists here to give you just a little different product to, you know, they, Hey, we're hipper. We're cooler. We got the new up and comers, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And they, they were some very powerful stations there, right? Even just as little as 10 years ago, very, very, very powerful stations that, I mean, could make big, big difference, right? There's 78 stations on the music road chart, the report to the music road chart. This artist has been doing this for a long time. She knows mm. exactly what she's doing. She knows exactly how to make the donuts. She got on 44 of those stations. She got ads on 44 of the 78 stations in this campaign. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's largely in part because this is not her first single man like this. I mean, she's yeah. had singles forever. She's been doing this forever. She has relationships with those program directors. She is a student of the game. She knows exactly how to make the freaking donuts. Okay. And, um, she gets a number 23. Now, usually you're not going to get into the top 20 on the music road chart. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the major labels spot. It's very, very, very difficult to do that. Yeah. Cause those, those, Secondary radio, they're still playing Blake Shelton, Keith Urban, and they're all going to be playing Blake Shelton, Keith Urban. Of course, they're going to be playing the big, big artists. But I said they're peppering in some of these Mm -hmm. indie artists and and, uh, you know, somebody like Eric Lee Bettingfield, for instance, got the breakout Mm -hmm. Music Row Artist of the Year. He had the most spins of any indie artist on Music Row in 2012. Mm -hmm. To this day, he can still play. um, He can still play. uh, Mizzou, uh, Columbia, Missouri. Columbia, yeah. And, and sell tickets because he mm-hmm. was in heavy rotation there for months. Yeah, he was famous there. He's famous, and in, in, yeah, yeah, right. So that's, I mean, th- this is this is like a legit. What, but what happened wasn't that he got on the radio; it's that because he got on the radio, he got market penetration. Yeah, that was his avenue of market this. penetration. Yeah. Yeah, was a vehicle. So, that's how he got market penetration. That's how Just he got market penetration there, right? So this artist gets a number 23, and there was two or three markets that obviously are big fans of this artist. Mm-hmm. And, and she got uh, you know a lot of spins, but all the rest of those 44 stations. So like so 40, <laughs> 44 stations, so 41 mm-hmm. of them didn't have enough spins to get her market penetration. Yeah. 
Long story short, that 20, number 23 on the Music Road chart, plus $2.51, will get her a venti drip at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And I think... So it, it got enough spins, so she go, okay, I had a top, I had a 23 on the Music Road chart, but there are only two places I might be able to go and gig. Yeah. Two markets so, where I might be able to go and actually that I could notice a change in my career in like two markets. And right? that was like... Yeah, and that was like maybe three or four years ago. Uh huh. Okay, and so now with the most recent thing being like a Kelsey Ballerini number one, and they're like, it's not working. Like, mm. why isn't it working? Because the number one on radio isn't achieving market penetration anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a not freaking that- participation medal now. It's not like everybody knows this thing. It went to number one. It's like, oh, you blink and you miss it. A little bit like, oh, that went number one. Yes. Is it? Wow. Yes. Yeah, I'm still, yes, I mean, yes, I'll, I'll yes, drive down yes, Music yes. Row, you know, and that went number one? Huh? Yeah. That went number one? You know, if you're not watching the charts, you know, it's hard to know. So, and then, and then and, and something else happened too. There's another uh, climber that um, I know, like, went down and, and bought some PR mm-hmm. and got some PR. And I was just thinking, like, now this climber, because listens to Johnny, <laughs> and and actually canceled her radio tickets. Or, I'm sorry, CRS tickets. Okay. Right, which is country radio seminar, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, radio's not the only way I can do it. But then she went and she got some PR. And and so and she has she's been doing this a while too. I know uh you know, I'm sure she got some benefit out of that. But that got me thinking, just that whole thing got me thinking like Okay, so what, like, how does PR work? Because I see people do this too. Like, a new artist will come to town, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, we need to get some PR. And they're going to spend, you know, depending on the deal they get and, and the, how deep they're going to be in the gene pool on this one, mm-hmm. somewhere between, you know, 800 bucks to 2,500 bucks a month for six mm-hmm. months on PR. And they're going to try to put you in some magazines. And my experience with this, with the new artists that don't have a brand name, man, it ain't freaking Rolling Stone Country. It's not Taste of Country. It's not The Boot. Uh, it's these ancillary magazines that, and my artists always have better freaking socials than the magazines do. <laughs> yeah. So thinking that that PR is going to like somehow, it's worth something. It, what it's worth is when it's combined to help you with market penetration. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 
50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. In mm-hmm. TV, so let's just talk about market penetration and how it works. Uh, you like? Uh, I've got a thing. Have you read Ken Cragen's Life as a Contact Sport? No. Okay, so Ken Cragen was uh, this like Uber manager back in the seventies and eighties. So he right. managed like Kenny Rogers back in the day. He also managed yes, uh, Travis Tritt later on, uh, Trish Yearwood, and he's the guy that helped put together Hands Across America. If you remember that wow. back in the day, like in yes. the eighties, it was a big charity thing. Yes. So yes. anyway, so we had this book that I read. I borrowed it from uh, uh, Kevin Bussey. My uh, no, was it Kevin Bussey? Anyway, from my uh, from my roommate when I first moved to Nashville, he had it. So uh, I, I borrowed it from him and I read it. And so it was talking about like the plateau strategy, like these three events in the close amount of time that level you up and get your career up to the next plateau. And yeah. so uh, I remembered and I. And since I saw that, I was starting to get a little more wise to the game, and I could see that happening with some artists. So one artist I noticed that happening with uh, was Trace Atkins. And there was that time when Trace, he just had that number one with, like, you're going to miss this or one of those, you know, one of his really good songs. And then he was on Celebrity Apprentice mm-hmm. and did well on that. And, like, all around the same kind of period. And then I thought, I'm going to say maybe he was in a movie or something. And so he had the boom, 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 these three things. And he was like everywhere, right? Yes. He had a number one. So he's all over country radio. He's, he's on the friggin' apprentice with Donald Trump, no matter what your feelings are. So he's all yeah. over network TV, like NBC or whatever. So he's on this big show. So you're, I'm hearing him, seeing him. And then he was on this, this other thing he had happened to. I can't remember now. But then like Trace is like, ooh, big time. Yes. Right. So Mark and Penetration, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, so think about this, like, um, and from the entertainment side of this business, you should see this. If you haven't thought about it this way, kind of shame mm-hmm. on you is what I'm going to say. But like you'll notice somebody comes out, drops a movie, drops a book, mm-hmm. drops a record, right? Or a new single. And mm-hmm. then they go on media tour, right? right? And you're going to see um, them show up on like Fallon in mm-hmm. New York and at night and then in the morning it's GMA mm-hmm. and then maybe they're going to do Saturday night live. Cause that's New York at night. And they're going to be like in all these New York shows. Yeah. And then, then two weeks later, because there's two weeks, they can't like, you can't go on Fallon and then go on Jimmy Kimmel uh, from LA with, with, with this would be a two week break. Right. Okay, but yeah. then they're over doing the West coast stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, that's where the PR matters, right? Because if you know you're on the radio getting market penetration in multiple markets, and then you're also got an article in Rolling Stone, in the boot, and uh, Taste of Country, and all the little ancillary magazines, and you're also you know doing these talk show things or, or whatever. So it's that same kind of thing. Like you're trying to push market penetration and it starts with the platform mm-hmm. with radio yeah. because you could get market penetration on radio when you had a song that was in a, a rotation in a market and it was there for a long time. And only people only had two choices to listen to music, listen to radio or listen to what you bought. So <clears throat> with just terrestrial radio, there's five things that you have to have to get market penetration. So you don't 
and I want you to think about what I'm saying is I want to define market penetration so that you seek market penetration and not necessarily what used to mean market penetration. I want you to question what used to mean market penetration, right? Mm -hmm. So with radio, you need to be on medium to heavy rotation, right? Getting exposed is not enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, if, if all it took was exposure, if people just needed to hear a, a song one time and it was a really good song, then all the labels had all the best connections with all the best songwriters and all the best artists, mm-hmm. and they would spin 2016 different songs every single week on the radio, but and that would just expose the crap out of everything, and everybody would buy it and sell it and buy tickets and connect with the artists, but that's not the way it works. No, I mean, you can expose yourself at a truck stop in Des Moines, Iowa at 3 a.m. in the morning, but that doesn't mean it's going to lead to a lifelong relationship. I mean, on the radio music, on the exposure on the radio. <laughs> We're not talking about lot lizards On the, on the yeah, yeah. radio <laughs> at 3 a.m. at a truck stop, it doesn't mean it's going to lead to love. So, so yeah, so you need to have, if you're going to have market exposure, right? If you're going to make a dent in a specific market, then you need to have medium to heavy rotation. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you need to have that in each radio market, mm-hmm. or as many as possible. You need to have that medium or heavy rotation for months. Mm-hmm. Number four, that that rotation has to be happening during peak listener hours. Yeah, again, three a.m. truck stop, yeah, not the overnights. Yeah, yeah. Number five, on a station that has sufficient listenership. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think any one of these, if you have four out of the five, you don't have market penetration. So you can argue that with number five on a station that has sufficient listenership, that you may never be able to get market penetration again on terrestrial radio mm-hmm. because of number five. Enough stations don't, not enough stations have sufficient listenership. Not enough. Like, so, so in other words, like, you know, 40 spins a week or 70 spins a week for three months. If I'm reaching 3 million people, right. Or a million people that are having to listen to the radio that many times, I'm going to have market penetration. If only a hundred thousand are listening or 50,000 are listening. Wow. Your market penetration is not there. I mean, right? the number, the amount of times that people hear that song repetitively mm-hmm. has significantly plummeted, which means no market penetration. Yeah. I mean, on the radio thing. OK, so my my car, I had to uh, the battery went bad. And so I had to go change out the battery. And when you do that in my car this morning. Oh, sorry, dude. And I've been so- sick. I've been sick. Left the damn friggin' dome light on. And I haven't been out of the apartment for like three days. Oh, and I come down. I'm like. I think that's what happened. One of my kids was climbing over the back seat to get out of the car and his heel hit the dome light and it was on. And anyway, I was supposed to go out of town for a good friend's uh, funeral of his dad. And it's like, I go out the the night before to go air up the tires, all stuff. And the car won't start. I'm like, crap. Anyway, I was mad. Uh, But anyway, so I had to go change out the battery. And we know when that happens, you got to put in all the codes for all the computer stuff. Right. Well, my radio was like, I need your code, please. I'm like, I have no idea where that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, dang. I got to look that wow. up. That's, I now have a hobby to get my radio going again because it's the anti-theft thing, you know, put in this code. <laughs> you got a hobby. A and hobby you don't have time to take on. I don't, you know, <laughs> and have I dealt with it yet? No, because I'm like, 
Well, one thing, I'm not in the car a whole lot these days. You know, mainly going pick up the kids. But you know what? I have a phone. And that yeah. phone has podcast and streaming and other stuff I can listen to. Like, oh, crap, I'll get to that when I get to it. That's annoying. Even, the, you know, I'll just hit play on my phone. And I'm not listening to the radio. It's not like a, oh, i got to fix this immediately or my life is over. Radio kind of situation. It's like, uh, it's radio. Okay, well, if, before I go on a trip, I'll make sure I get it fixed. <laughs> but in the Number meantime, 400 on your list of things to do. It is. Whereas before the all the alternatives, it would be a lot higher on my list of things to do. There you go. Yeah. I mean, so, so I just think about this. So like when for some of you mid-level artists that are out there considering radio, right? Are you going to achieve market penetration by going to radio? You know, now I just had a, a conversation with this uh, indie artist that uh, um, is a, a friends of mine, I'm not working with them, but they're friends of mine. And now they have in the past, they've done like really inexpensive radio campaigns in terms of even in terms of like secondary market stuff, but because they have fans at certain radio stations, it gets them gigs like high paying gigs. Nice. So if they go spend $2,500 on radio promotion and they get $12,000 with the gigs, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Um, but so they're not concerned about the chart position. They're not concerned about, uh, market penetration. Mm -hmm. New wrinkle. There is an article that just came out, which we will do another episode on here. Warner has just announced that they are completely reimagining radio promo. Mm. I'm curious. Oh my God, dude. There are uh, so many bombs in that Mm -hmm. short article. Like you can't imagine first and foremost, we've got this person coming in, this person coming in, this person coming in, and they're going to head up. What they're going to be is focusing on is very specific markets. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of just coast to coast radio. Yeah. So which, and I'll bet you those specific markets are going to be akin, are going to change with each artist. I would imagine so. Certain artists. Right. So what that tells me is, and, and, and we'll go into this later, but what that tells me is like, screw the chart position. Yeah. Chart position now, it's, it tells me that they have now realized chart position doesn't mean anything. Like, we don't care if it gets to number one or number 10. What we're interested in is what? Market penetration. Why? So money. Yeah, because of money. Because that, that, that's, right. that's what makes you money. Yeah. And just a quick side note, the other uh, sentence that was in there is, is, is you know, currently nobody's uh, losing any positions. <laughs> Randy and I were talking about that. I might have to have him on just to, to, to bring that radio side in. Yeah, sort of cool. Break that article down. But it was just like, that means that like two weeks from now, like a, a boatload of the radio, radio promo people are going to go. Oh, and Warner's typically like a, a front runner with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to see these other labels follow suit. You know what I mean? I think this might be the beginning of the end. I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. PR can't break you. I, I, I honestly believe that if you could, as an artist, get the cover of Rolling Stone tomorrow, mm-hmm. number one, you'd be my hero. <laughs> yeah. Because that was like a lifelong dream, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and nobody can ever, ever, ever take that away from you. Right. Right. That is, you'll be cool forever. 
Yeah, frame that sucker, frame it, hang it, baby. Hell yeah. Okay. Number two, maybe you get some streams out of that. I'm sure you will. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe you can get 10,000 streams, 20,000 streams. Yeah. Okay. Not going to break you. Uh Not going to provide market penetration. And everybody's going to forget about you uh, two weeks later if there's not something else going on. Yeah. To Mm -hmm. provide market penetration right so that 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 radio promo report that i was telling you about had 5045 spins to achieve a number 23 but all those spins don't mean market penetration yeah and it doesn't mean exposure to me it doesn't mean it, it not to me this is just the reality of it it doesn't mean exposure you're not exposed Mm-hmm. The way that you're thinking that you want to be exposed, you are not exposed unless you have market penetration. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. I think that's fair to say. You want market penetration. So now when you talk about what do we have to do on digital, mm-hmm. what, we, what do we want on digital? What we really want is market penetration. Yeah. And that doesn't that now make sense with video content challenge, the basis behind that. How do we get to seven? Yeah. Right. How do we, how do we like boom, boom. So like, if you're going to release every six weeks, uh, an EP, then having multiple pieces of content that you're pushing out, right. Paid traffic. Mm-hmm. That you're pushing out to put into the feeds of other people to penetrate a market. Right. And, and, and the ability to, I, I have preached this for years now on the podcast, but with radio, it used to be because that chart position was so important, you had to eat the whole elephant every time you sat down. You had to go yeah. coast to coast. Whereas an artist like Cody Jinx, what did Cody Jinx do? Did he do secondary radio stuff? Yes. He also spent $100,000 last year on Facebook ads. Huh. Has he ever done P1 radio? No. Uh Is he making money like the kind of money you want to make as an artist? You damn right. He is. Uh How is he doing that? Because he's got market. They chose five markets that he was like already kind of had a foothold in Uh and just lambasted those markets with content. Yeah. Those specific markets. So those people within that market think he's a freaking rock star. Yeah. They think he's an arena act. Uh Mm-hmm. And, and, and he is there. He is there. And, and from the, I, I, when I think about that, I mean, I have to remind myself, I, I've, I've talked about this before, but when, like, when I did my first tour with the Idols and we're doing a cover tour, you remember that story I told you when we had like um, a 30-minute a, a, a rush medley that was like <laughs> broken down into two 15-minute chunks? Because yeah. in Milwaukee radio, they freaking play rush all the time yeah i mean stuff from like hemispheres and like the cool old stuff not just the big hits but the big Mm -hmm. hits too you know and like milwaukee radio loved rush so for us we're an insulated in that market yeah when we stepped out of that market on tour and we're playing this and, and it was just a vulgar display of musical prowess that we could pull this crap off yeah and people would be like god you guys are good what the f are you playing (laughs) and we're like it's rush and they're like who's that and we're like what how do you not know this see my point like don't like understand the from the consumer aspect what a market is and the more that you're in there 
And the more that you're pummeling and pummeling and pummeling and pummeling with content, 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 going to specific markets, you can turn that market around. You can mm-hmm. go from a $1,200 a night band to a $2,500 a night band to a $5,000 a night band to a $7,500 a night band. Mm-hmm. You want to start getting people to pay attention to you? $7,500 in hard ticket sales in any given market. Yeah. Market penetration is what you want. It's what manifested, what was the vehicle that has been used for market penetration? Is that vehicle working? Uh, what are some new ways that you can get market penetration? Right. And, and, you know, God bless you if you go viral and there's this big thing that happens, Mm -hmm. but let's just talk about a nuts and bolts. We got, we got, we're smart. We're making competitive art. We've got a friggin' promo budget. That's way bigger than the budget was to make the art. Mm -hmm. And how are we going to spend it? Uh, You want to get market penetration. Yeah. I mean, isn't that, is that, I know you get it, but do you feel like that make, that makes it clear? I think so. Yeah, it's like you got to get um, poor Amazon guy trying to get down my driveway. Oh, anyway, so yeah, you want to get enough to penetration, make an impact. Yeah, you yeah. know, you gotta you gotta hit. You know, we talked about it before reach and frequency. You got to reach yeah. enough people with enough frequency that it sticks. It doesn't matter yeah. if everybody on the planet hears your song one time. Wow, amazing! Everybody, seven billion people heard your song. Next, because we're all drinking from the fire hydrant. It's here and gone. Whoop, gone. Cool. That was a neat thing that you did. What thing? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm on to the next thing. It's you got to have enough to get it to stick. With today, there's so many options, so many entertainment options, so many things yelling at us all the time. Like, how are you going to stick? It's like, you know, it's going deep in certain areas i think is way smarter because with digital you can do it you can see who those people are even if you got on the cover of rolling stone yeah guess what rolling stone has the address of those people but you don't yeah and, and they don't even have that many they still hit me up for half price freaking subscriptions now <laughs> yeah so and they don't have the audience they used to have either that's the other problem yeah that's the other thing too it's like i'd rather be you know go okay if i'm in a, you know, uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I'm an artist out of Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I'm going to target Tulsa. I'm going to target Springfield, Missouri. I'm going to target Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm going to target you know these places that I can get to, and I won't get regional. I won't get famous around here because I can get there. I can drive there. I can do shows there, and I can build yep. a power base that's going to start getting me paid. And yeah. then you talking about going viral. You you know what? You build enough uh, mass critical mass in those areas well then you may have enough people to pump something out viral that breaks outside of those regions so you actually have a better chance than hitting softly peppering the whole u.s where nobody cares yeah Yeah, you get you get four or five markets that just will lie down in traffic for you that's a healthy base that can make anything that you release in the future Mm -hmm. any piece of content that you release in the future go viral it has enough, there's enough energy there, mm-hmm. right? To trigger that first, uh, that first bell on the YouTube thing. algorithm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and to really, and to really make that work. Right. And that's the way you got to think about it. And, and again, like with digital, so we can actually take the market part off and just go for penetration, meaning in 
the consumer mind. Yeah. So when you can see who consumed your content all the way through and you can retarget them specifically oh, with yeah. the next piece of content and again and again and again mm-hmm. and again and you're approaching it from a, I'm going to penetrate the mind of the consumer mm-hmm. and get them to 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 really hear this mm-hmm. and then they're going to be like damn these guys are good yeah. I like this artist you know yeah like that's we want market penetrate that's what we want yeah and they can find I'm going to change like a bunch of crap on Daredevil based on this epiphany. Like I'm changing the language. <laughs> it's just going to change the intro of this podcast, by the way. Oh, the stuff go. you read about me going to change because of this. <laughs> right, there we go. I'm serious. Can't wait. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I got to say about that, guys. I, you know, uh, download the free uh, honoring the digital platform. Uh, you know, it's, it's called the, the it's it's about honoring the digital platform. The document itself is called. Whoever owns the traffic rules the road. And that is at giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com. It's absolutely free. Just tell us where to send it and uh, you'll get a free download there. And that'll help you kind of reframe your mind on, on what kind of content you should be creating and how you should approach this thing. You, you couple that with what we just talked about today on market penetration and man, now we're starting to talk about lethal stuff and i'm excited too because i got like two different artists that have come to me with budgets Mm -hmm. and and this is what we're talking about market penetration like what are your top five markets or top four markets here 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 and here okay let's just pummel that and let's watch how the money goes up i mean i just think about this way what's going to make more of an effect on like uh, just like the social proof and and people going oh that's somebody if um say i just Pull an example, Cash Memphis, right? So uh, I was just on Facebook with him earlier today. So I think about him. Love but, Cash. Yeah, he's yeah. great. So, okay, if if you have, say, 10 people wearing Cash Memphis ball caps, coast to coast, 10 people. So like one yeah. person in Arkansas, one person, Tennessee, one person in Virginia, whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, is that going to move the needle? Or you have 10 people in Batesville, Arkansas. Club. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and somebody's like i keep seeing that hat who is that right what do you think is gonna get exactly you know move the needle a little bit going that gun that guy's ever who is that he must be famous how have i not heard about this person yeah 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 see that's it man i think i think we start thinking about like what's going because market how does it work it works with market penetration Mm -hmm. when you have competitive product and people are responding to it and you have market penetration you will sell stuff you're going to grow the brand it's going to move okay you know all those things have to be given though You, you you can't have market penetration market penetration with a crappy product yeah. It's just going to keep reminding everybody how crappy your product is. Like, you got to be competitive. You got to be a compelling artist, you know, but we're doing this with Rick Monroe, man. We're going to mm-hmm. do Rick Monroe, like four markets and uh, like a sizable chunk of money that we're going to, that we're going to do this on. And, and I'm going to move that needle. Like, mm-hmm. and I, what I just, I don't know, like the way to describe, just a different way to describe it. We've been talking about it forever, but all of a sudden now I, I feel like, Instead of fighting against radio and digital, it's like, let's just talk about what you want. Instead of what you don't want, what do you want? Mm-hmm. I mean, market you know, penetration. Yeah. How do you achieve that? If, they, if nobody's listening to the radio, you can't get market penetration with the number one. Yeah. You can't, if you have heavy rotation on a P1 radio station for one week, 
he won't get market penetration. And that's scary. You got to adjust. Think about that. I mean, 70 spins in a week in one market, not enough. Because, you know, very few people are going to hear that song enough times. Yeah. Right? So it's 70 spins a week for four months. And who can afford that? Right? Yeah. yeah. Radio stations, right? Or, or even on the secondary market like that, you know, that's worked for these artists on secondary market. Mm-hmm. So you, you really just have to look at it from that angle. And when you're making your money decisions on, should I get PR? Should I get radio? Where do I need to spend this money? Your answer is, where are you going to get the market penetration? Where can you get the most amount of repetition and push out that content enough to get market penetration for the least amount of money. Yeah. That's a winning. That's a, that's a winner. There we go. Good stuff, so, man. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of another climb episode. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast or follow it. Join the climb community, leave a rating and review, tell a friend about it, get that free download, a gift from Johnny. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. achieve the American dream, the big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.